Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I think I covered all the times of day. Shout out to Jim Carrey for that one. <laughs> Welcome to the Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm your audible booth thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And if you're a new listener, thank God you're here. Because you're our seventh listener. <laughs> this is a podcast where you can experience the internet audibly. We discuss ghost stories, hilarious news stories, true crime, and things that make you say, what the fuck? <laughs> Hosted by me, a comedian trapped in her studio apartment with her obnoxious, loud-ass neighbors and three rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, it's been a inter- uh, really interesting week. Okay, so first things first, shout out to all my dope-ass listeners, new and returning. I love the inside of your ears. I love what you've done here. It's nice. A little cramped, a little cramped, but we can make do. Maybe some marble countertops or something. Yeah. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> Last week, we found some embarrassing stories to laugh at. Yes, we did. We even had our first listener story. And you know, it was awesome. It um, it was, it was, it was just so great. It was like dope as fuck to see that email waiting for me in my inbox. I, like, I was excited as fuck. You know, I was. So if you missed that episode, check it out because that shit was too much fun. So this week, I came across something during my stay at home time. Um, I'm doing my part to, uh, to save the human race by staying at home and watching YouTube. That's what I've been doing. I've, uh, I've also been working on my podcast and my YouTube content. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest, ever since I moved out to Los Angeles, I don't go out as much as I used to. Because in Atlanta, everything is affordable. Like when you want to go out, you, you can find some fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's expensive to do everything out here in LA, like everything. And ever since my car was totaled, I, uh, I don't get out as much as I would like. So <laughs> this, uh, this quarantine is the world's chance to live like me. So yeah. Unless you have boo things at home that you can cuddle with and do adult things with around, <laughs> you know, I swear there's, there's going to be like a second baby boom in nine months. I promise you like nothing, there's nothing else to do, but abuse your Wi-Fi, eat and get freaky. So <laughs> also I, um, I hope you bitches are washing your fucking hands. Do not make me come over there and sanitize your ass because I will. All right. Speaking of which, uh, have you guys heard about these social media influencers who uh, who are licking toilet seats? Has this been have you come across this bullshit? Yeah. Um, Oh, by the way, I do apologize for the background. One of my neighbors is taking this opportune time to um, aggressively vacuum their floor. Okay, it just sounds aggressive. All right, so yeah, there's actually a challenge now where these uh, these these dumbasses found a new one. This is great. I, I, I guess you know they didn't they, they didn't they didn't they didn't get far enough to killing themselves by eating Tide Pods or setting themselves on fire. That wasn't deadly enough. No, they are now going around licking toilet seats during this pandemic, and they're calling it the Corona uh, the coronavirus challenge. Now, yeah, I, <laughs> some stupid bitch uh, <laughs> started the challenge on TikTok, I believe, and someone else licked the toilet uh, trying to do the trend, and he now has been tested positive for the coronavirus, and this was like, 
I think like a week or two ago. So this is this is recent, you know. Anywho, what were we talking about again? Uh, oh yeah. So this week <laughs> we're going to discuss interesting things found in old houses, <laughs> you know, or old buildings, whatever. So I am. Um, I found some very interesting stuff. The internet is full of joyous wonder. It is. Uh, when you think about it, you know, uh, what you can find in an old house can be literally anything. There are so many types of personalities in this world, and there's, there's just no telling what they could have left behind on accident or maybe on purpose when they moved on. So it kind of, it, it also makes you think as well, like the world as we know it and the people inside of it, you know, we're all recycled. Everything is recycled. Okay, what, okay, let me tell you what I mean. What I mean is, for instance, this coronavirus pandemic. This is not the first pandemic that the human race has encountered, and it definitely will not be the last. Now, at one point, there was the Spanish influenza, and that killed millions of people. And I remember um, SARS, remember that? Bird flu, swine flu, scared the shit out of all of us. And thousands of people, unfortunately, did pass away because of these things. At one point in time, polio was a disease that could not be treated measles killed millions and now we have treatments and vaccinations for so many things that we didn't in the past you know and we refuse to we refuse we reuse the uh the knowledge of the past to elevate our future damn that was deep as fuck listen we reuse the knowledge of our past to elevate our future holy fuck i am a deep bitch did I ruin it? Did I ruin it by saying that? <laughs> I'm deep as fuck, whatever. All right, the point is, is that the people of the past are not very different from us today. Hell, even the clothes we wear and the styles we portray are recycled. You know, our hair, our shoes, our clothes, everything, our style, our music, all of it is recycled when you think about it. It's kind of interesting. You know? Anyways, before we get started, um, if you're listening to this podcast on an Apple device or another podcast platform that allows you to rate and review, uh, hook a sister up with five-star rating or the highest amount of rating that your platform allows. <laughs> so if it says 100, I want all 100. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, definitely, especially on Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star rating and a written review on the Professionally Silly Podcast pretty pretty please and also uh, make sure you guys email me at ambersmilesjones at gmail.com you know I want to hear your stories maybe you guys have your own interesting stories that you might want to share maybe you got uh, maybe you got some suggestions for a podcast episode you want to hear maybe you just want to say hello maybe you want to tell me you hate me maybe I should stop pretending like I'm still away from family guy okay um, <laughs> mm, I need some margarita hold up mmm thank god you can still get a good margarita to go okay um so yeah so just let me know what you want in the email that information is in the show notes and other amazing news if you want to join in on the silly you can always call or text my google voice number as well and uh, I want to hear what you got to say. 805-664-1828. And if you didn't hear it just now, don't panic. It's in the show notes, okay? <laughs> but first, before we get started, I want you guys to check out the trailer to my last Paranormal Blacktivity video. Part 2 is going to be coming out this Sunday. And we're going to be most likely doing a premiere around, uh, I'm going to say 
5. Most likely 5 p.m. That's what I'm thinking. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We went to the abandoned L.A. Zoo in Griffith Park. And we came across an old hearse and did a spirit box session. Damn it. Oh, man. So uh, you know what? I was supposed to put this trailer in um, in last week's episode, but I forgot. Oops. Yeah, maybe you guys didn't notice. So uh, damn, I just told it myself. All right, moving on. So yeah, I'll put it in this episode. You're about to hear it right now. And we will def- we definitely um, communicated with someone or something. I don't really know. It was it was very interesting. And I'll be sure to put the link to my paranormal blacktivity playlist below in the show notes so that uh, you guys can check out my new series on my YouTube channel. And uh, make sure that you guys subscribe to uh, to my professionally silly YouTube channel. Okay, and you get to uh, enjoy the silly visually. All right, uh, let's get professionally silly, baby. Enjoy this trailer. Here we are, guys. The abandoned LA Zoo. Look at this. This is fucking, this is crazy. Be careful. I have a fever. Hope it's not coronavirus. Well, that's obviously new. What the fuck was that? Okay, if you, can you uncross the rods if that's really you? If you're here, if there's someone here, can you uncross the rods? It's like they want to. Rita. <laughs> Rita. Oh my God. Can you tell me what color is on her sweatshirt? It's black and... black again. Wait, did I just say Weaver? What's Weaver? That's my last name. Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell was that? Ah, ah! Oh, there could be more. Let me get the fuck out of here. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that trailer and will join me this Sunday at 5 p.m. on the Professionally Silly YouTube channel. I'm going to be doing a live premiere, which means there is going to be a live chat on the uh, on the video page itself where you'll be able to talk to me while the video is playing. So it's actually a lot of fun. All right. So uh, let's get into this episode. It's going to be dip. I searched the interweb for some some of the strangest, some of the most interesting things uh, found in old houses. And um, if, (laughs) if you ever found anything weird in your home after moving in or renovating or whatever, tell me about it via email, ambersmilesjones at gmail.com. Okay, so let's get into it, shall we? So our first one is kind of sweet and extremely lucky. (laughs) <laughs> I found this one on uh, family familyhandyman.com and um we we have a guy who moved into their house uh, a couple and they were contacted by the real estate agent who sold them the house. Now, the agent called the previous owner and had they had misplaced their wedding ring. So, the new homeowners decided to take a look around and they hadn't seen anything. Then this is where the sweet and extremely lucky part come in. Okay. (laughs) A few years later, um, 
the new homeowners were cleaning up the top of the kitchen cabinets, which is a spot many people forget to clean. Listen, okay, listen. PSA, I do property management as my day job, and you will be surprised at how many people don't think to look up fucking cobwebs so thick spiders make it their new home. I'm not kidding. Okay, (laughs) I went to a unit uh, at the last building that I managed, and homeboy legit has seven spiders chilling in the corner on his living room by the door. Bitch, you... Do you know I flipped the fuck out? The entire fuck out I flipped. Yes, I did. (laughs) Because I was convinced they had gotten in my hair. Listen, y'all motherfuckers need to look up in your homes. Clean it. Okay, so anyway, um, sorry. (laughs) They found, anyways, when they were cleaning the top of the, the kitchen cabinets, they found the wedding ring on the top of the cabinets and, um, and the new homeowners found the previous owners and they uh, ended up returning the ring. See, that was the sweet and extremely lucky part. If you just 86, the part where I went off on all of you. <laughs> all right, but anyways, you know, finders keeper, though. They're lucky that they returned it. <laughs> Possession is nine tenths of the law. <laughs> yeah. I, there's so many people who fucking say that and have no idea what they're saying, you know? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's go on to the next strange find. Um, Shout out to one of my favorite websites, BoredPanda.com, for this one. I like to call this one Cool Surprise Under My Carpet. And it's kind of a that's what she said when you think about it, right? Yeah. And guess what? I'm the she. (laughs) All right, let me stop. Okay. So uh, this next find is quite interesting. And uh, it's coming from, once again, BoredPanda.com. And it reads... My friend decided to replace her old carpet and found a cellar door and a cool surprise. So they posted pictures and um, once the cellar, once they got the uh, cellar door open, they found like these creepy ass looking stairs. It's just going into darkness, which is like, bruh, no, do not go down there. Because my mind immediately goes dark (laughs) when I'm in situations like this. Like the worst case scenario, they find a dead body that comes back to life as a zombie and eats their faces off. That's worst case scenario. The other worst case scenario, and I have several worst case scenarios. Okay, shut up. This is why I'm still alive right now. I've never been attacked by a zombie, have I? Okay, you know why? Because I thought about these worst case scenarios. Suck on that. All right, so, (laughs) right? Uh, There's so many guys out there like, damn it, she's gay. Sucks. So wasted. Sorry, guys. Uh, (laughs) All right, another worst case scenario. Okay, what if there's like a booby trap and you end up as like a a contestant like in, in the next Saw movie? Fuck. Oh my God. Oh, I said the K so hard in that. Fuck. You're at the C and the K in that. Okay. But that's weird. Like, okay. What if there's like a demon down there and you release it because you just had to be nosy and go in there? Like, just because you opened up the door. See, y'all play too fucking much. They should have kept that fucking door closed. Like, oh, a cellar door. Whatever. Put the new carpet over it. We don't need to see what's inside. I'm <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> no. And I can tell by the, by his shoe in this photo, it's a white dude. See, y'all stereoty- y'all, you guys are stereotypically, you, you suffer from this let's go where the fuck we shouldn't syndrome. 
Okay. Stereotypically speaking, I feel like I should say that before I get like a bunch of angry ass reviews. Let me stop. All right, look, <laughs> let's go ahead and find out what they found. So they go down these creepy ass old stairs into the dark, mind you, and come across what looks to be like a hideout. And there were like shelves of old vintage glass jars. There had to be like a hundred jars down there. You know, there's uh, the, some are filled with food and other dark, old looking substances. I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of weird shit in there. Then there was what looks like um, jars of fruits, vegetables, a jar of peaches, which actually looks pretty good. The peaches surprisingly look like they might still be edible. Uh, there's a jar of grape jelly down there, which was probably made, you know, uh, by whoever preserved it. I don't know. There's uh, lots of dry pasta in a few of them. And and it seems like they pickled their food to preserve it. So they look like they might still be good. Honestly, Um, a lot of food, if it's preserved properly, can last a long time, you know, so they, they even found a newspaper down there that was dated um, to, it was Tuesday, August 14th, 1945. Yeah, that's a long effing time. Some margarita here. Mm. Mm. Yep. Delicious tequila. All right, so when, <laughs> over myself, when I came across this, I couldn't help but wonder why that seller was made. Like, was there a dramatic mystery behind this? Was there a specific reason it was created? Or did they just believe in preserving their food in a cellar? Because, you know, it's cheaper than a refrigerator. You can keep food stored beneath ground level and it's cooler the further down you dig. So, you know, so many questions. I don't know. So I decided, uh, you know, to Google that exact date and day, um, Tuesday, August 14th, 1945, I wanted to get an idea of what was going on at this time. Maybe it could explain why this cellar was necessary. You know, and here's what I found here. Um, first and foremost, uh, the hilarious character and comedian Steve Martin was born on this day. Yeah, I feel like that needed to be shared. It's important. So <laughs> it was a pretty good day. And oh, yeah, it was also the day that it was announced that um, Japan has surrendered to the Allies, which ended up ending World War Two. So yeah, that's also important, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Steve Martin, I'm kidding. Um, it was also um, the very day that the photographer Alfred Eisenstock, I know I said that wrong, uh, Eisenstock, I can't, whatever. Um, He took the famous Victory Over Japan Day, aka VJ Day, in Times Square. As the photo, you guys have probably seen this so many times, it's a photo of an American uh, sailor kissing a woman in a white dress during the V-Day celebration in New York City. It's a very famous photo. It's pretty much everywhere. I'm sure you've probably come across it at least once or twice. So, yeah, um... But he found I'm I'm thinking like a like a like a hideout cellar during World War Two. Yeah, maybe a cellar was necessary at that time. I'm, I mean, it makes sense to me. If I were in World War Two, I would want a cellar. Ah, all right. Mm. Margarita time. OK, so the next one is a little on the creepy side. As you guys know, um, 
from my Ouija board story episode. If you if you listen to that, I don't I don't mess with Ouija boards. I don't. I am a paranormal investigator and I have been for some years and me and Ouija boards are not friends. We don't hang out. <laughs> we don't Netflix and chill. <laughs> we don't text. Nothing. Okay. Um, we just don't. <laughs> they 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 can open up portals and doorways to shit we don't understand and could not possibly defend ourselves against. I don't. I don't need to have any conversations with no demons either. And let me tell you something. A Ouija board is a good way to fucking do that. And demons. You know, they are, they've been around for centuries, man. Okay. And Ouija boards are one of the oldest known ways to communicate with spirits. And like I said, I'm talking centuries. So because it's so old, I'm sure many demons and spirits know what the fuck a Ouija board is. Okay. (laughs) And this, um, and this one, we got a guy who found a, by the way, if you have not heard the Ouija board episode, you want to go check that out. It wasn't that long ago. It was like maybe a couple of months ago. It was pretty good. All right. So we have a construction worker uh, who found a 100 year old Ouija board. Yeah. He was ripping open a wall for renovations and he found this old ass vintage Ouija board after he removed the cover from the heating vent. Now he shared a, a photo of it on Reddit because that's the first thing you do when you find anything, put it on the internet and <laughs> right right so he said that it had unmistakable markings of a vintage Ouija board it seemed uh, it seems that the previous tenant or the previous uh, previous resident of the area they hid it and if you ask me there's only one reason to hide a Ouija board out of sight and by the way it was also hidden behind that heating vent cover upside down now, you would have to flip it over to read it properly. And I'm thinking whoever hit it was afraid for their safety based, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Because why else would you hide a Ouija board? You know what I mean? Out of sight. Why would you do that? Because you can't burn it. That's going to not be good. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, don't do that. So a lot of people just bury them or try to give them away or something like that or hide them. But yeah, when, when something horrible happens. Now, based on the markings, it looks like it was made around the time uh, the Ouija boards first became popular and used as a toy. Um, they, marketed, they marketed it as uh, the mysterious talking board, which is crazy as fuck to me because it's not a goddamn toy. And I, I used to work at Spencer's Gifts and they sold them there as toys. They're like 20 bucks. Get yourself a glow-in-the-dark Ouija board. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Now, these things have been around um, as early as like a 1100 AD. So they owe it as fuck. Okay. And if you haven't heard, once again, my Ouija board episode, trust me when I say it's fucking insane. I found some terrifying ass stories about <laughs> involving those things. And we even discussed a little bit of the history of the Ouija boards. It was actually kind of fun. I, I wonder if, like, what he did with it after he found it you know, the construction worker, like, I I gotta be honest with you, I would have been afraid to fucking touch it, honestly, I, oh, I found a Ouija board, I quit, like, (laughs) oh, send my check in the mail for the work I'm done, (laughs) I don't know, I just, mm -mm -mm -mm. no, no, sir, no, ma'am, not I, not I, because, like, okay, you know, let's take a little break, I need to, I need to refill my booze, okay, 
That's what I need to do. And while I do that, why don't you guys check out the promo to this new podcast that I came across. So this one is for all my gamers and all my beer lovers out there. I don't know why I got all extra country just now. Yeah, just listen to this. All right. Oh, ooh, got British. Okay, whatever. Bye. episode we review a beer talk about games we play and recommend a podcast or something else i'm willie i'm not your normal beer snob i've been to more than 150 different breweries but i always keep hams in the fridge <laughs> i'm ginger and i am in the first guinness world record book video game edition on the tetris page i'm simon and i can usually kick their butt in most video games we drink while we record <laughs> fuck yes we do <laughs> find us wherever you find podcasts and Enjoy. Yeah, I'm back and I'm hydrated ish. I got another margarita. Okay, so <laughs> this next one made me cringe and happens more often than people think. And I'm I'm not afraid of bugs usually, you know? I mean usually it's like a one on one thing. Okay, but as I did mention before in my job, I have seen some crazy things and witnessed Uh, A lot of different types of infestations. Um, Let's see, flea infestation. I've witnessed uh, roach infestation. And I've also witnessed bag bug infestations. And let me tell you something. That shit is terrifying and it's gross as fuck. Okay. Ugh. In my job, I come across so many different type of people. And not all of them are clean. Okay. (laughs) Holy balls. Now, I think the one that freaked me out the most was the one... Uh, was probably the the bed bugs one because every time I went into that unit for inspections I was terrified that I was going to bring them back to my apartment because I lived in the same building and they were on the same floor as me (laughs) so I was scared as fuck you know so and you know getting rid of bed bugs is a pain in the ass now the roaches the roach infestation that I witnessed um that was that duh you ever seen the that movie the mummy and then like when the beetles come out it was like that Mm mm-hmm yep (laughs) yep it was horrible you know and I had tenants that moved out and just left a rose infestation behind and the thing that was insane is that they never once told me anything about this like I I offer to spray units for preventative measures you know for spraying to keep bugs out so they don't have a problem in the future to prevent this and every time I'd ask them they would deny it which what the fuck like why would you if you got that going on (laughs) why would you be like nah we're good these are our buddies whatever (laughs) you know what I'm saying but I'm just so glad that I don't live in that building anymore Jesus okay so the next find we have a woman in Texas who noticed a sticky oozing substance that was dripping from her ceiling. She had no idea what it was and there was a lot of it. <laughs> I'm talking about oozing out of every crevice of her wall. And uh guess what it was, guys? It was honey. Yeah. Homegirl had thousands of bees in her walls and ceilings that were producing honey. Bruh. Bruh. That's how you get ants. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. And uh, she has a two-story house with bees 
just chilling all up in her ceilings, causing honey to run from the from her ceiling to the ground into puddles of honey. Bro, how do you how do you not get ants? That's that's the that's the question here. And you you won't believe how many bees that were in her house. Guess, go ahead, go, go ahead, guess, guess, guess. Mm-hmm. Whatever number you guess was wrong as fuck, okay? There were about sixty to seventy thousand bees in this lady's house. I kid you not. That is not okay, man. Ugh, ugh. I ugh. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> like one bee is annoying as fuck. Like ugh, without having to deal with an infestation to go, and not to mention the honey damage too. That's a lot. Does Mercury or State Farm even cover that? Like no. Uh, ugh. Like I said before, this shit isn't uncommon, and it has happened a lot of times. Like Google, Google. Google the phrase bees or honey and walls. Like, just Google that shit. There's actually a lot of stories around the country, like legit. And uh, and there's like videos and images. There, Those are enough to make you fucking cringe, especially if you're not a fan of bees, bugs, or I guess honey. <laughs> or, or, or financial ruin, because I'm sure it costs a lot of money to get rid of those bees, to remove the honey, and to clean up the mess and repair everything. So I can imagine... Uh, uh, I, you know, and, and me, I, I don't like too much stuff of anything, like nothing. I don't like too much of anything. Okay. Especially bees in my wall. That's just how I feel, man. Okay. A bee buzzed by my ear once and that shit sounded like a jumbo jet. It did. Imagine thousands of them just making honey in your home without permission, not paying rent or cleaning up after themselves. Kind of sounds like a few roommates I've had, if I'm being honest. And I, <laughs> and I, I certainly hope that she was smart and sold some of that ceiling, honey, because I'm sure like the repairs, like I said, and the cleanup, uh, it cannot have been cheap. It's just no way. Ooh, garbage truck is here. Listen to some of Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that, but I can't as loud as fuck. So <laughs> speaking of honey. I actually did a YouTube video uh, not long ago where I tried honeycomb for the first time and it was good. Um, not to mention super fucking sweet and hella, ch- it, like hella, hella, hella chewy. I said hella chewy. I was going to say hella and then chewy and then just kind of together into helly, whatever. So, <laughs> so the comb, the comb part of it, it tasted like, like candle wax and no flavor. I mean, it was a fun video to make and I'll, um, I'll include it in the show notes if you guys are interested in that. But yeah, bees in her wall. That fucking sucks. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, man. That's, that's some fucked up shit. Okay, so this next one is pretty interesting and I found it on Reddit and uh, this guy found a railway ticket in his uh, barn from August 18th, 19, excuse me, 1890. August 18th, 1890. Now I went ahead and Googled that exact date, but nothing significant popped up. So I tried that. Um, I tried to Google that decade instead. Uh, yeah, I was curious. So um, the 1890s were crazy as fuck, apparently. Not too different from where we are now, actually. There, This is around the time of the Spanish-American War. 
Um, New Zealand became the first country to allow women to vote. What's up, New Zealand? Hey, ow. Okay. Uh, In 1893, the World's Fair was held in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, it was celebrating the 400th anniversary of Christopher Columbus's discovery of America, you know, the new world. Um, This was during the panic of 1893, which was the time of economic depression in the United States, you know, and uh, does that ring a bell? We're kind of getting there currently. When the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad, which let me say sounds a lot like the property I owned when I played Monopoly, <laughs> Philadelphia and Reading Railroad. Uh huh. See. Uh-huh. All right. So the company had overextended itself and went bankrupt, and it lasted for about three years. Oh, by the way, also not a fan of CC. That's Christopher Columbus's nickname because he's a bitch. Uh, just saying, you know, killed a lot of fucking people, raped a lot of people. He's kind of a dick. Just saying. So this is around. This is also around the time um, in nineteen in eighteen ninety three, the World's Fair, around the time H uh, H Holmes was going around killing everyone that he saw. So yeah, and I actually did a podcast episode about him a couple of weeks ago. So. Check that out if you haven't already. It's 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 a creepy one. It really is. <laughs> so yeah, this dude found the old ass train ticket. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> so next up, <laughs> we have a guy who found 60-year-old condoms in his basement. And I got to be honest with you guys, I certainly hope he didn't use them. And I've also never even realized that Trojan condoms were around that long or condoms for that matter, nor did I really think about it because it's random as fuck. <laughs> but I, I do kind of wonder like who invented condoms, you know? Ooh, okay. Let's find out. Alexa, who invented condoms? Condoms inventors are Charles Goodyear and Julius Fromm. Oh, okay. Well, she didn't give me everything. So let's Google the rest of it. Uh-huh. Okay, so I didn't say anything about the other bitch that she mentioned, but uh, apparently they were invented in 1839. That is a long time ago. Wait, hold on. Goodyear. That's the name of um, uh, the brand of tires. Okay, condoms are rubber and so are tires. My mind just exploded. There's got to be a connection. I just don't care enough to look for it currently. But if you guys want to, Google your hearts away. Let's fucking do this, man. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, how this happened. <laughs> we, we used a condom. I know. I know, but, you know, condoms only work like 97% of the time. What? What? <laughs> what? Oh man. Okay. This is a very interesting uh find that this person came across. So someone decided to put uh, new carpet into their new home. 
And uh, when they ripped, when they ripped the carpet up, they pulled it up. It revealed a hardwood floor, but not just any hardwood floor. The floor was a life-size Monopoly board. I shit you not, like the game Monopoly, like the game board. That's so damn cool. Like, I love it. Like, I would invite my friends over for drinks, obviously lots of weed and alcohol. And uh, we would play a life-size game of Monopoly because why the fuck not? And also, I'm awesome. <laughs> whoever whoever put that in, whoever, like, lived there and put that in, that wood floor in, they're pretty fucking fire. But at the same time, like, you, if you wanted to use it, you would have to move everything, you know, out of the room in order to actually utilize the board because you would need the entire floor in order to play. But it's still pretty fire. I love it. <laughs> you guys should Google that. Google uh, Monopoly hardwood floor. I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. <laughs> People are awesome. People are awesome. Oh, man, this is a really fun episode. Like, I had a good time looking this stuff up. Um, the next find is... It would honestly piss me off because the next find is it's an asshole. That's that's what I label. He is this person found an asshole. So this woman named Lisa Roundtree was a few days away from closing the deal on her new house, but shit went down, y'all, because there was a man who was squatting in the house, claiming that the house belonged to him now, but this fool never spent a dime on it. This motherfucker changed the locks and even put the electricity and water uh, in his fucking name. But the thing is, Lisa and her elderly parents were about six days away from closing and moving into the five bedroom house with four bathrooms that was on an acre of land. And her parents had already, they had they each, both of them, her parents and her, they sold their houses, their homes already because they were about to move into this house, you know. Lisa, of course, was shocked. And when she found out that, uh, when she tried to turn the, on the electricity and the water, only to find out that it was already in someone else's fucking name. Can you imagine? Holy fucktard. I would have been pissed. Now, this asshole was trying to claim this house through adverse possession, a.k.a. squatter's rights. Now, in his mind, he could move into the house if it was unoccupied. What the entire fuck? If it were that fucking easy, I swear I would not be in a studio apartment right now. Would not. <laughs> it turns out that uh, this is a problem that hundreds, maybe thousands have experienced, uh, at least in America. I don't know about other countries. And um, I'm sure many people probably will in the future. But this, there was a dude in um, in Florida, of course, <laughs> who claimed squatters' rights on a 2.5 million dollar mansion. I don't understand how or why, but I do know. It's a headache to investigate further than I already have. So if you want to know more about it, Google that shit, start a podcast and share it with the world because I don't feel like looking further into it. I just don't. (laughs) Just make sure, just (laughs) make sure you or someone else inspects your, um, your property every day, especially if it's not inhabited, you know, just to keep that from happening. Oh, and uh, get big ass expensive unbreakable locks or some shit. I don't know. But these squatters, they ain't playing games. Some of them are smart as fuck. Ah, you know, possession's nine tenths of the law, you know. (laughs) 
oh fuck okay Okay, so our next find is definitely on the creepy as fuck side because it makes you wonder what the fuck. Uh, So we have a Reddit user that shared an interesting story. So he was cleaning out his addict of um, what addict. Addict. I keep saying addict like a drug addict. That, those are two words that I always make sound like. So he was cleaning out his attic <laughs> of the home that he had just moved into about two weeks ago and came across a hidden crawl space and it led to a locked door. Like that's already an entire what the fuck right there. Okay. What could that even be? First of all, and to be honest with you, my true crime brain immediately goes to a place uh, maybe it was a place where they held a prisoner or something, or I don't know. It just, it goes to, my mind goes to a dark place like immediately. So anyways, he managed to get inside only to find six dead bodies piled up on top of each other and April fools. So, <laughs> I, I wish I could, I could just imagine all of you with your headphones in and you just sit up. What the fuck did she just say? That bitch. (laughs) I know, I know that it's not April 1st anymore, but I had to because why the fuck not? Okay, so let's get back to the secret room that he found. Uh, The, (laughs) that was funny. The entire room was covered in soundproofing material, which is creepy enough if you ask me uh the room had a small area raised from the floor which is about the size of a twin bed there were four power outlets and a small briefcase with mysterious items inside now um inside was an old jewelry box envelopes with currency from all over the world and four silver ingots ingots i don't know how to fucking say it but they are like these um strange shapes of like hardened metal that that are usually used to be cast into like jewelry or something like that i can never say ignat 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 alexa how do you pronounce the word i-n-g-o-t-s i pronounce that ingots but i'm always working on how i say things and i might not have it right I think that um, bitch, I don't know either. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. So each of those ignits were about an ounce each, and I'm not really sure of their worth. Anyways, um, he found a safe that had six VH- VHS tapes inside of them. And for you young ones there, uh, videotapes, <laughs> videotapes. Do you know what tapes are? I don't know how to explain that to you. Anywho, Um, He wasn't able to play them and he noticed a message that was written on a piece of paper and it read, save yourself. So yeah, fuck that noise, kid. Nope. Not not today, devil. (laughs) Not today, devil. No, sir. (laughs) Anyways, he turned the VHS tapes uh, into in the letter that he found to the police. But something tells me I super doubt that he turned in the money or anything else. Uh, that would be worth anything because I wouldn't yeah, finders keepers motherfucker plus he owned the house he bought it you know what I'm saying so all of that shit belongs to him anyway finders keepers bitches <laughs> I mean what would you have done if you came across something like that uh, maybe the I don't know, maybe the previous resident was a spy or secret agent man secret uh, agent man okay, yeah, all right never mind I'm just gonna we'll go to the next one 
Okay, pro silly fans, this is our last uh, find of the day. So um, we have yet another addict. Ad- damn it, attic, attic. Why do I keep saying that? We have another attic story, but less creepy. Uh, I tell you what, this story definitely makes me feel like I should take a look around my parents' house to see what family secrets I might unravel. Because this this one's kind of like, what? <laughs> okay, so we got a guy that was doing some work in the attic <laughs> to get ready for renovations uh, on his childhood home. And he found some old letters that were about 30 years or more old. And um, they were written to his father from his grandmother. Oh, police. Okay, they're gone. (laughs) Just about. So uh, he found some letters. They're about 30 years old or more. And uh, they were written uh, to his father from his grandmother. Now, unfortunately, this young man's mother died about 20 years ago. But because of this, he felt connected to these letters and he couldn't help, you know, help himself. And he read them. Now he read through the letters only to realize that they were written to his father while he was in prison. So pretty much this man found out that his grandfather and that his grandmother, excuse me, was writing letters to his dad while he was serving time in prison. He had no idea that his father had gone to prison. So he decided to ask his mother um, about the about the letters. And uh, she admitted that she admitted to him that his dad had indeed done some prison time. And uh, guys, not only did he did time, but he did time for murder. So yeah, that's quite the fine. Till this day, this guy, his father, has no idea that he that his son is aware of the time that he spent in prison. Oh my God, could you imagine finding out that one of your parents went to prison for murder and you never knew about it? You you found out because of some old letters? Holy, that is unreal. That is unreal. <laughs> First of all, my daddy could do no wrong at any time. So if I ever found out through letters that my father did time in prison, even if it's in his handwriting saying that he's sorry for what he did, for what he did, I would just assume he was set up. Nope. Never happened. Didn't didn't occur. Okay. I don't care if you got him on camera. I don't care if the DNA matches. That's not my dad, period. Point blank. <laughs> Denial city, bitch. <laughs> now I joke, but um it, it's 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 very difficult when you finally see your parents as people. And when I say that, I mean they are full of their own faults and their own flaws and maybe even secrets. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I better call my mom and ask her a few questions just in case, though. Like, I should be specific. Like, have have you guys ever gone to prison for murder? You can't lie to me. I'll fucking find out. You know? <laughs> Damn. That's deep. Yay! What up, ladies and gents? I've got some dope-ass news that I need to drop on your domes real quick. I just downloaded this dope app called World's Greatest Videos. It allows you to create amazing videos and gives you the opportunity to win cash prizes. So join me in the global video contest. Download the app World's Greatest Videos. Upload videos of your choice and shoot your shot to win some cash. There's nothing to lose and only fun to gain. Huh. 
Holy shit. If there is anything that you can take from this podcast episode, it's secrets can live in places you never thought of, (laughs) even if it's in the walls of your own home. And also, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but guys, don't use 60-year-old condoms if you happen to come across them. Okay, hell, the new ones are only 99.9% effective anyway, so you you can imagine the old ones don't do shit, okay? Professionally silly life rules, guys. That's, I'm, I'm trying to help. <laughs> I certainly hope uh, that you guys enjoyed this silly ass podcast episode because I got to say it was fun. I really liked look, uh, researching this topic. I did. And uh, there are plenty of other strange things that people have found in their homes all over the world. Or maybe you have. I don't know. So maybe we should do a part two of this. Let me know via Twitter at True Smiles Jones. The correct spelling is down below in the show notes. Uh, If you haven't already, please show support for your girl by leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. It's actually, it makes it easier for my podcast to be found by listeners who haven't heard of Professionally Silly yet. So yeah, and I'm hoping to rise to the next level and have at least 10 listeners. That'd be great. Ooh, double digit listeners. Look at me aiming high. (laughs) Also, guys, if there is a podcast, another podcast that you do like, uh, do that podcaster a favor and also leave them a five star review, you know, for their podcast as well. It, It makes our day to know that you guys are not only digging what we're putting out, but you are loving it too. Let us know. Plus... Plus, there are so many kick-ass podcasts out there. There are. Yeah, and most of us right now are quarantined in our homes. Yeah, we've got nothing else to do. So let's go ahead and take the time to discover a new podcast or creator. Expand your audible horizons and your visual ones too. Do the same thing for some YouTubers or some new SoundCloud artists or something, you know? All right, so uh, shout out to Reddit, obviously, piequeen.com, familyhandyman.com, Wikipedia, YouTube, boardpanda.com, and of course, refinery 29 These are the sites that I I use. These are the cheap whores. Yeah, that I used. (laughs) I use them like cheap whores. And I I, I use what they, I just, I I found all these crazy ass things found in these homes. And um, thank God for internet. Thank God for internet. I just thank you. Also, if you, that was weird. I use them like the cheap whores that they are. You know, the internet. Also, if you guys have any stories that you want to share, ghost stories, true crime stories, alien stories, confessions, embarrassing moments, what have you, you know, send them. Send them in. I'm hoping to do listener story episodes in the future. And uh, by the way, you can be anonymous. It can be just between you and me and all seven of my listeners. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so let me know. Hit me up in my email, ambersmilesjones at gmail.com. Email is down below. Thank you guys so much for joining me every week. It means the world to me. Make sure you uh, you check out my, in the show notes for more bonus information, like my social media stuff. I got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and um a YouTube channel that is also called Professionally Silly. Like I, I told you guys earlier, I be going cray on TikTok. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I be going crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, same with my YouTube channel. I have a blast in there. Blast and a half. Legit. So I hope that you guys will, uh, you know, share my podcast and my YouTube channel with a friend and help us sister grow. Get me out the weeds. You know what I'm saying? Once again, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. So feel free to call in about any episode of Professionally Silly that you've heard through the Anchor app or whatever. You can call my Google Voice number as well, you know, uh, for a chance to be featured on my podcast, 805-664-1828. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step. Okay, because there are pieces of shit everywhere. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, if you're all caught up on the silly, check out these dope-ass podcast promos from a few of my favorite podcasts. You guys take it easy, and I'll see you guys in the next one. But hey, my defense, I I just found out that condoms are only like 97% effective. What? I gotta go find them. Oh, hey, oh, hold on. Are you serious? So you do like 3% of the time, they don't even work? Huh? They should put that on the box. Evidently, they do. What? Well, I'll be. Hey, true crime listeners, check out our podcast, I Said Goddamn. We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn. Every Sunday, we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of. Along the way, we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language. Listen every Sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories. Also, follow us on Twitter at ISGDpodcast or visit our website, isgdpodcast.com. I'm your host, Taylor Renee. And I'm Isaiah. We're back. We're still fat and we still have fucking opinions. And I also struggle with skinny jeans specifically because a lot of times men's skinny jeans, the calf to ankle ratio on skinny jeans is really important. If you have to constantly tell someone that you're not a liar, mm-hmm. chances are you lie a lot. So I could see how you would get to if you have to constantly say you love your body, chances are you don't love it. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about how large bodies are seen in society right. and how we would need to kind of overcompensate with mm-hmm. us telling you that we do love our bodies because it's hard to believe at first. It's not my goal to inconvenience you by being fat. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to make that clear. It's like when you have leftovers in the fridge and you come home from work ready to eat your leftovers just to find out that that bitch-ass nigga sleeping in your bed ate your leftovers. I want to say shake and go wigs, you know, when it says it on the package that you take it out and you shake it and then you go, does that say mean that you should do that? It means that you, you know, should put some time and energy into crafting this wig so that it feels good and it looks good on your head. Welcome to Fat People with Opinions, bitch. You shouldn't ever call me a fat-ass Kelly Price. Hey, gamer, my trusted companion, confidant, slash spirit animal. I don't know if I can convey to the audience how great this podcast is within 60 seconds. Wait, what? 
I mean, yeah, it's called the OD Podcast because all the information and things you may learn here may cause you overdose. What? I mean, yeah, yeah, if you come here with an open mind, heart, perspective, you'll leave with everything plus some laughter. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I, I mean, yeah, we talk about everything under the sun, around the sun, and in the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Huh? What? And yeah, it's a perfect place to work on your verbal roundhouses. Damn it, I chose wisely. You heard him here, folks. All right? Here at the OD Podcast, where doses may vary, you get everything you need to become a better person and less of a jerk. All right? Come join us. We promise you'll learn and leave with something amazing. We love you. Come stay with us. Dumb and Busted has been called, quote, one of America's greatest treasures by three out of three hosts of the show. Dumb and Busted is a weekly true crime comedy podcast with stories of exceptionally smart and insanely dumb crimes. Comedian Hunter Donaldson has hailed it as the greatest thing to come out of Portland since comedian Hunter Donaldson, who is me, also a host of the show. Podcasters Allison Copeland and Hannah Ether praise Dumb and Busted as, quote, found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Just more rave reviews from two other people who host the show. Catch us every Thursday and follow us at Dumb and Busted on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Crime you later!